Hey, America. Start, start listening, listening now. now. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It's the height of summer. Mm-hmm. It's vacation time. Mm-hmm. We're taking it easy. And so should you. So we'll just sit here and play the theme music whenever we damn well feel like it. Yeah, yeah, play that theme music, I yeah, guess. Now it's, now it's good. And welcome to another lazy episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision podcast from America, home of the waters of Lake Minnetonka. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. Uh, <sighs> Derek got purified oh, right. in the in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, apparently. <laughs> Gross. Something, something like that. It's a purple rain reference, isn't it? It is. Yes. I've never actually seen that movie. Oh, it's bad. Like, like it's it's, it's just... a cornerstone. It's a cultural cornerstone. But the movie is really bad. I think you may have to like return your Minnesota driver's license by saying it's that. Fine. You realize Whatever. that, right? I, don't I mean, I mean Prince is dead, so like it's not like he's gonna, you know. <laughs> I saw him. What's he gonna do? Park. I earned that back. Oh, Uh, did you really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. He did one of those like three a.m. shows. Yeah, yeah. And they serve pancakes, and it's just oh man, an awful experience. (laughs) Was it really? Oh, he was supposed to start at like eleven o'clock, and they didn't start playing until three a.m. Oh, well, that's Prince. And it's like you can do when you're Prince. Yeah. Uh At least he got some pancakes out of the deal. No, they were a dollar each, so you had to pay for it. And it was like those quick mix, just add water pancakes. Oh. And then there's no caffeine or alcohol allowed. So it's just like bottled water and juice. Oh, geez. It was, it was the weirdest sleepover party ever. You're right. This is a lazy episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, Speaking literally. Of the rest of us being lazy, Sam, hit him with the socials. <laughs> Matt, I don't really feel like it, but you know, All I right. guess. And we're on Gmail, we're on Patreon, do it. Yeah, yeah. 12 Points for America. You know where to find us. Uh, yeah. If not, just ask your friends. They'll tell you. It's all good. <laughs> Or they'll just look at you funny and go, what the hell are you talking about? And then you'll tell them about our podcast, which, you know, just keep the keep the ball rolling. We don't have to advertise. You do it for us. Thanks, guys. Everyone else. But, you know, I will say, I will take this moment to plug our Patreon, uh, which, again, for those of you who do follow us and support us on Patreon, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It really does keep the lights on and and keep us moving forward. Um, You you receive your episodes uh, in your your happy little inboxes a day before everybody else, so you can lure that over your friends if you'd like. And more exclusive content is also posted on on our Patreon. So yeah, scope that out. Just search for 12 Points from America and you can find us there and support us for as little as $3 a month. And you get a nifty shout out like the one that Eric's about to serve up. Eric, take it. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Let's, okay, let's let's shout out a patron. Thank you so much to Anne Benenson for being a patron of the show. You are Anne. awesome. Uh, got in at the twelve bucks from America tier. Uh, so I think Woo. we owe you some trading cards as well. Don't forget you can uh, get those at that level and in no other way. Also, uh, as as of the time of recording, we just added a, a special video just for patrons to the Patreon page. I uploaded my my interview with Amanda. Tenfjord from Turin. It is only a little bit awkward and uh, <laughs> gives a great, great explanation of why I should not do interviews. But you know, <laughs> it was fun. It was it was very fun and 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 
uh it's it's a very silly interview so check that out if if you're on patreon if you're if you're intrigued enough by that that you maybe want to uh become a patron you won't be disappointed and we've got more stuff coming too so like don't, don't worry we will we will keep giving you stuff in exchange for the stuff you give us the stuff is money stuff is money but yeah you you have the opportunity to to get your hands on some very very rare and exclusive 12 points from america trading cards which are the most wonderfully random piece of merch i think i've ever seen and yeah i think basically the only way you can get that is either by supporting us on on patreon or literally meeting us in person if you're lucky then maybe maybe we'll have some on us If you happen to know us and say, hey, are you the folks from 12 Points of America? Maybe we'll have them. Anyway, I, I know that you often turn to us for updates of news. It's it's August. We got, at time of recording, approximately Jack right now, as, as our last episode uh, also was kind of the same deal. But uh, something we do have in order to honor the probably months-long process of host city selection, we have another entry in our continuing series of why my city should or should not host the Eurovision Song Contest. And for this, we reach into our mailbag. Again, you can reach out to us at 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. And this uh, entry this week comes from our dear friend Forrest, who is telling us why his hometown of Phoenix, Arizona in the U.S. <laughs> should host Eurovision. Love it. Short, sweet, simple. Here are the pros. One, we have multiple stadiums that have the right size, like the ASU College Basketball Stadium. Pretty reasonable to me. Go Sun Two. Devils. Yeah, go Sun Devils. Two, we've got plenty of hotels and we've got an international airport. I think that is a major, major factor. Number three, I don't know. Literally just IDK. (laughs) And also keeping it short and sweet, why we shouldn't. Number one, we in America. Number two, we very hot. I was going to say, when are we going to touch the 110 degrees in the shade? Yeah. um, I I just imagine somebody like Philip Kierkegaard stepping off of the plane in Phoenix, Arizona and literally melting on the spot. Oh, no. He's deflating hair. Nothing but that. I I didn't say that the image didn't amuse (laughs) me. The image is highly amusing. His his perm is going to fall like a souffle. Also, nothing says great acoustics like basketball arena. I, I honestly, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I like this suggestion. You you had me at basketball, not going to lie. <laughs> Just knowing that there's a basketball court underneath my feet. The, the concept of basketball is closely associated. I'm in. But just consider the, consider the potential for a halftime show of somebody going out there and go, I'm an Arizonian basketball player. Yeah. <sighs> Get Devin Booker out there to uh, to entertain the crowd. You know the the mascot of the Phoenix Suns is a gorilla. That, why? So, that makes sense. I have I don't know why. I have no idea. Is it because of their positively animalistic and cruel border control policy? Uh, uh. I'm gonna say no, but ah, okay. maybe I have nothing to refute that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that my dumb theory of the week? (laughs) That's the dumb rumor of the week. We haven't had a dumb rumor of the week, too. There's so little news. We haven't had dumb rumors. We haven't had anyone insisting that ABBA's going to be in Melfest, like, you know, every year. I don't know, man. I think think the Phoenix Suns gorilla being an allegory about immigration policy is a pretty dumb rumor (laughs) for this Eurovision podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Oh gosh. Oh, let's see. What's what is what's going on in news? Uh, I believe there's still plenty of tickets left for Dadi Freire's U.S. and Canada tour coming up. So uh, if you're in the if you're in the neck of the woods, you know, get on that. I've seen him in you know Eric and I have seen him in Chicago. It's a great show. Support your artists. You know them. You love them. Keep keep listening to their music. Which kind of brings me to the only other real piece of news is that Rosalyn is, I think, dominating the universe. That's right. Yeah, we have a tiny bit of Eurovision-adjacent news, but yes. Girls been signed by Universal Records. Uh, Snap has been doing absolute gangbusters on charts all over the world. I, I mean, it. good on you, girl, heck. I mean, it's the power of TikTok, just like it did for, for Duncan Lawrence's Arcade, just like it's done for Monoskin. The power of social media has done incredible things for this artist from a small town in, in Armenia. So holy crap, get it, girl. I believe there I is... said this when we were sort of reviewing it. It's not my cup of tea, but it's the sort of thing I could easily hear on adult contemporary radio. And damn it if she hasn't done it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's everywhere. I mean, if by contel- adult contemporary radio, you mean, you know, I mean, TikTok. TikTok. But it's going everywhere, you know, like (laughs) it's only a matter of time before, you know, like your mom is grooving to it at the orthodontist's office or something. I don't know. We do. I could totally totally imagine me walking down the supermarket like aisles and like this playing over the (laughs) I had a moment earlier this week, by the way, when I was uh, out at lunch, just, you know, sitting outdoors, having a salad or whatever I was eating. And I heard a very familiar opening chord. And I Uh suddenly realized I was hearing Fuego in the wild here in Minnesota. It was as I as I said to Eric just a couple of days ago. I was at the uh, Minnehaha Avenue Target and I heard embers on the radio, and that was not. It was it wasn't a high point in my day. I'm just going to say that. Oh, <laughs> just breaks down your whole day. I mean, doesn't that just sound like the kind of song that we'd be playing in like the grocery section of a Target? Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, you it's know, like found its in. place. It did. Yeah, way to go. So there, there is one other. There is one other thing that happened uh, mm-hmm. since we last recorded, uh, which is Eurovision Young Musicians. Oh my uh, gosh! Was, yes, of course. Held. I think. I think it was. It was held the day we. It was probably like happening as we were recording our last episode. We sort of forgot, but we do have a result there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was held in Montpellier, so Vermont. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, uh, Montpellier, <laughs> France, not Got Vermont. Em. <laughs> other place if you're if you're listening from vermont let us know why you should host eurovision by the way uh, we, we had nine participants and the winner is congratulations to you <gasps> it's actually our our winner of eurovision from our polling the czech republic yeah uh, we called it y'all we winner. called it yep we were just we? we were off slightly we picked we were off by one whole contest <laughs> one yeah one whole eurovision adjacent <laughs> event danielle matecha a violinist playing a uh, violin concerto by Shostakovich took first place. Second place was Germany, who uh, was a uh, cellist. Third place was Norway, uh, another uh, violinist. I can't believe that Shostakovich is still releasing stuff within the Eurovision. I know. It's really impressive. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's Shostakovich, but it's like a, you know, the O with the circle through it. He's a DJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I do believe that was the Czech Republic's very first Eurovision related win. It almost has to be, I would think. Yeah, because I mean, I don't think they'd ever won any of the other previous iterations of Young Musicians when Young Dancers was a 
thing. I don't think they they won at that. They certainly haven't won the big contest and they haven't won junior yet. So this is this is their first EBU contest trophy, if I'm not mistaken. To be fair, though, at the senior contest, they've only been there 10 times. <laughs> Quiet, minor details. Well, why does Europe get hate it them, soon. by the way? Yeah. Like, they, why does Europe hate them so much? Like seven so points rude. for Lake Malawi, even even fewer points for like, We Are Domi. They're like they were WC awesome. Fields. They're like, get away from me, kid. You're bothering me. Oh, they're so good, though. Yeah, every time. I've said it. I've said it enough times and I'm going to I'm going to be saying it again next year. Um, but good job winning the Young Musicians Contest. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I, I think I have sort of more of an appreciation and a soft spot in my heart for Czech Republic at, at, at Eurovision in particular when I realized when Yam House was was announced as Minnesota's act at the American Song Contest and I realized Minnesota's the Czech Republic of the American Song Contest where the where the kind <laughs> after of, one year we can make cool, that I, I'll, I'll take it we're, we're, we're the cool kids who get the shaft by having to go first exactly ah <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, damn it yeah you know it's kind of funny that the the song that won the American Song Contest was performed second in the very first heat oh my I god know. you're second, right second in the <gasps> order. isn't that great yeah That's it was just right. over also That's i had bad. no uh no clue about this I, i'm completely months down the line and i can't believe no one mentioned him uh i have multiple records by alan stone and i really like his early stuff from the 2010s and i had no idea that he was the representative of washington he in the american good. song contest he and apparently he, really, he, really... he like crushed the ju- the jury vote uh, yep. i actually really like him destroyed and it so, Late to the party, Alan Stone's great. I think he was far and away the favorite to win the final before we had a full understanding of like just how much weight the televote was going to have. Sure. Yeah, uh, and, and and then and uh, although somebody did the math and Alexis still would have won if it was fifty fifty, okay. uh, but it would have been a lot closer and Alan Stone would have been second instead of he ended up like fifth or something because the like the televote was waiting. Yeah, did televote the wasn't there for in yes. the final? Okay, yes, okay. Yeah. that was his yeah. thing. Yeah, he, he that had jury winner just just plastered all over it uh, i don't begrudge him one damn bit he was he yeah. was a fantastic fantastic performer even if yeah. he did kind of remind me of a muppet <laughs> one little sad he bit of sam news. rider thing going oh for man what is all it? right i'm gonna say one little bit of sad news Aww. that came in just within the last day or so margo eskins uh, Germany's Eurovision participant in 1966 passed away recently at the age of 82. I can't see German phrases without just them appearing to be super angry. But she sang the song "Die Sieger der Hull" for uh, for Germany in 1966. Was uh, one of the biggest stars in Germany in around that time. It looks like she had uh, been in a nursing home uh, and dealing with dementia for uh, a good number of years. Passed very recently. So Godspeed yeah. to market. And we should also, technically she didn't actually make it to a Eurovision stage, but we should also give a uh, a tip of the hat and a, a fond farewell to the French singer, uh, Dani, D-A-N-I, uh, who passed away back in July. She was originally intended to sing at Eurovision 1974 with the song La Vie 25 25, but unfortunately President George Pompidou died the week of the competition, so she had to withdraw at the very, very last minute. Uh, and it was, it, so she never really got her moment. Supposedly the following year, she had been intended to sing at, at the following uh, the following contest, but her song, which I think was actually written by Serge Gainsbourg, was deemed to be a little bit too, too Serge Gainsbourg-y, I believe. A which little means... Bit... Yeah, what does that mean? Um, 
a little bit risque, a little bit risque. Yeah. yeah. And so she she never really got the the chance. The song uh, "Commune Boomerang," which I think she ended up taking to pretty pretty good success later on, uh, years and years later. But yeah, so a, a French Eurovision singer that almost was, but still the song still exists, and she had a wonderful career in in France in the following years. So uh, so yes, we we say a fond farewell to to Danny, the singer mm-hmm. Danny, not our Danny. <laughs> oh no, yeah. So, yeah, so a little bit sad, but let's let's rewind a little bit. We had mentioned Rosalind and her wonderful, wonderful success, and we wish her all continued success in the future. But this gives us a perfect segue into a little bit of a chat about Armenia at Eurovision. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we are, you know, the contest is going to be heading, the Junior Eurovision Song Contest particularly, is going to be heading to Yerevan this December, as we all know. We're super excited. Hopefully some of us will get the chance to head over there. And we wanted to talk a little bit about Armenia at, at the contest, at the big contest. So why not have a moment to focus on, on Armenia's contributions to the show? Where do we start? I say we start with Armenia. <laughs> No, well, remind us, like you know, how many how many years have they been in the contest? What's their what's the highest finish? Eric, do you have the stat, Motron? I do. Yeah. So they have uh, participated fourteen times. Mm-hmm. A little longer. Than uh, they, they've Republic, they've yeah. had uh, they've had fifteen songs um, because of course, as twenty twenty kind of messes with some of these numbers mm-hmm. a lot. So Chainsaw You by Athena Manukian is the fifteenth song. Way, which, by the way, if you are looking for a little bit of Chainsaw You merch. Check out our Redbubble. We've got some stuff. That's for right. You. Yep. <laughs> Buy our crap. We've got a great Chainsaw University apparel for you. Why don't we just hold it there? Is that in Phoenix? Chainsaw <laughs> University? Yeah, I think that's yeah. what the University of Phoenix is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chainsaw so... U is not an accredited university. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Now, uh, so I think the only year that they didn't in that, you know, since coming in in 2006, was it? Seven. The only, uh, oh, sorry, seven. 2006. 2006. Yeah, 2006. The only year they didn't really uh, have a submission was just last year, correct? They, they also didn't participate in 2012. Ah. Uh, but yeah, 2021, they, they backed out due to the, uh, well, to the war that they were in with, uh, with one of their neighbors. I don't know that this is going to be the show where we get into that, but, uh, (laughs) no, no, let's, let's, let's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out, check out, uh, Eurovision Wars for, for that. Uh, shout out to Phil again for, uh, for, for putting that together. So of the, uh, of the 14 times they have done the thing, participated, that's what it's called. Uh, they have qualified 11 times. So that's 73% success rate, which is pretty darn good. Uh, that's for, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, for these things to, to happen. Uh, highest place is fourth place. That was in 2008. So just their third time through. Calais. Mm-hmm. Calais? Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. Calais, Calais. Yes. Cirusho, yep. Cirusho. Good and, Armenian name somehow. Yeah. And they uh, also, yeah, they doubled up and uh, came in fourth again in 2014 as well. Is that right? Yes. Uh, Aram MP3, not alone, also finished in fourth place. That is the first Eurovision song I ever heard. Thank you, Sam. Oh, um, you're welcome. It all began. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, oh God, this is a tangent. But uh, uh, when I was in Rome after going to uh, to Eurovision this this year, Liz and I met up with a friend uh, of of hers through theater stuff that had moved to Italy. And after talking for about ten minutes, we realized that this friend of of uh, of Liz's was also at that Eurovision party. In 2014, where I uh, where I learned about Eurovision. Wait, really? Yeah. Who was this? 
his name's Ware. You met up with Ware? Oh yeah, you didn't know that. Where? How did she know where? I don't know okay. where uh, she knows. It's through theater stuff. But yeah, yeah no, we, we had dinner with him and I was talking about how we got into this and I was talking about going to a party and we played all the songs and it was in St. Paul and he said something like, is your friend Samantha? And I was like, yeah. And then he was describing like, oh yeah, I, I, I went to one of those once. I just remember Conchita. And I was like, that's the one. How did I not? Oh, now I'm envious because I haven't seen him in person in years. Oh, oh. Anyway, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I, that's a uh, that was a thing that I wanted to mention. Shout out to where if he listens to this, I'm not sure if he does, oh, but uh, absolute, but friend yeah, of friend of ours, really, really interesting guy. He works in like circus education, like te- teach. I mean, kind of, but but, but I, more I, more on like the the physical, literal acrobatics side side of things. And somehow Italy is a good place to to do that. Mm-hmm. So he ended up ended up there. He but yeah, a, uh, is he still in Arezzo? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, right. that's a great city if you ever get a chance. I think it's between Rome and Florence. Yes, uh, someday. Yeah, they they drove in to say hello, which was which was very nice. Aww. But yeah, it, it was fun to to realize that our introductions to Eurovision essentially were at this at, in the same apartment on the same day, <laughs> which is super crazy. So anyway, that's what were we talking about? Uh, Armenia. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, the highest place is fourth. They've never finished last. They've never had a Newell Point. I don't believe we have had non. Uh, qualifiers though yes uh yes. just a just a few but yes uh they had a brief rough streak i mean rosalind was the first artist in the final for them since 2017 uh although a lot of that you know a couple of years there there just wasn't an opportunity but it was their first time back in a in quite a few years when when they when they made it so yeah so also rosalind finished 20th 20th yeah but she's getting the left uh, now and she's gonna have a higher place than that on some of these charts soon like <laughs> and it so, should be noted she she came in fifth place in her semifinal. Yep. Which is incredibly impressive. So weird. And yeah. and also speaking of semifinal placements, we mentioned, you know, how how Sirusho and and uh, Arami MP3 both came in fourth in the final, but both Sirusho and Iveta Mukuchian with the song Love Wave actually both came in second in their respective semifinal. So you can argue that that was actually their highest placements, which is still pretty impressive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So are there any uh any other interesting bits of information that you've seen while coming up at the Statmotron in terms of points going in one direction or another or did they ever get the death spot like uh in second place number two yeah Danny to answer your question they have never gotten the death spot in the final they've actually never performed earlier than fifth in a in a final um they have opened a semi-final twice they have also gone second in a semi-final twice but in in the final they've they've had fairly generous running they were last in uh 2016 uh that's a veta uh they went last in their very first go as well that's without your love by andre and they were 23rd so not quite last the the following year anytime you need by heiko so yeah i think that they've had fairly favorable spots in the in the running order for the most part another thing i've been working on with the statmotron that i have really enjoyed putting together is looking at voting trends from country to country mm-hmm. um i can tell you yeah, uh, who the loves con- armenia well i don't have all of that i can tell you who armenia loves okay there are two countries that in the in a 12 point system armenia has averaged giving out more than nine points per opportunity wow ukraine 
Russia. Uh, Russia's won uh, 9.86 points per per attempt, basically. They, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they 9. got a good 6, relationship. Yeah, uh, 9.69 in finals and a little more than 10 on average in wow. semifinals. The other one? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Greece. Greece is up there's, there's a there's uh, there's a bit of good blood between those two nations Greece is up there 6.35 points on average from Armenia to Greece possibly it wouldn't be France this what if France they just love this. like Sweden is it Sweden it is not Sweden are we just gonna start throwing our countries now yeah right, sure Germany. yeah it's not, it's not, not Georgia, Georgia is it it is Georgia Georgia it is, oh, it is Georgia. Georgia. just a neighborly all right given yeah, some, nine, some nines to nine point four points Wow. Yeah. Uh, total in uh, televoting, uh, Armenia has given its 12 points to Russia at every opportunity and an average of nine points to Georgia in those in those same votes. Uh, if we look at the bottom points for the girl in the mountain. That, well, that, I'm, that's in a final. So, no, if oh, we go right. if we go the other direction, uh, not a ton of surprises. Obviously, Azerbaijan is at the bottom. <laughs> Uh, 0.12 points per opportunity. Oh, they give one point a couple times. Okay. They've, yes, they, they gave them a a point or two here and there, but not a whole lot. Other ones really close to the bottom, Ireland, Albania, Lithuania, Latvia, Slovenia. The only countries that they've literally never given points to, despite having an opportunity are countries that were really only there once or twice. That's Andorra and Monaco. So, but yeah, Armenia likes to vote for Russia and for Georgia. That is not including this year's votes. Although the average for the average for Russia isn't going to change because Russia yeah. didn't participate. Right, of course, of course, of course. And uh, Georgia wasn't in the final either, so I don't know. So, if you look at their history, I mean, that kind of makes a lot of sense. sense. I I was reading about it. They, oh, well, they they see Russia as very heroic for giving all that support during the war. So, I suppose, yeah. All a matter of perspective. Yeah. I suppose. Very true. (sighs) So, forgetting about who they give their points to, I say that we should give our points to Armenia. My precious points. America to give points to America. It's time. Armenia. We're giving points to Armenia. Go on. So Los Angeles then, or? (laughs) It's Phoenix. We've gone over this. It's Phoenix. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, there have been a number of really, really great songs that have come out of Armenia since their debut at the contest in 2006. Yeah, and Uh, a couple of real stinkers, too. (laughs) Just a couple. Yeah. So so why don't we go around and do what we normally do in episodes like this, where we focus on a single country, and we all just give our, you know, 6, 7, 8, 10, and 12 points. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll start with our six points. Who wants to start us off? Start with Eric. I feel like we never start with Eric. We don't. We always come to Eric to go on. Uh, okay, if you say so. All all of my choices here are fairly recent. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not, not going to lie. I gave my fifth place to Artsvik fly with me from 2017 it's a very cool little piece of of ethno pop really i think leans into uh that eastern european sort of sound mm-hmm. uh really really cool tune I, I don't have a ton else to say about it i will say that uh i i gave some thought to chainsaw you here <laughs> 
I, I have to say, Eric, I actually also put Fly With Me uh, at that same that same spot. I Look at I, that. I do love it. I, I really, really do. It's different. It's it's a really cool vocal exercise. The only reason I think I didn't place it higher is because I was left wanting more. Like the song just kind of ended. It didn't have a very typical structure, so I didn't know what was going to happen until it just kind of ended. And I'm sometimes loathe to call it this, uh, but I've used this phrase in other in other episodes before. It's musical blue balls where it just kind of just leaves you hanging. It's like, ah, oh, not that I know what that's like, but I, I love the song. I love the aesthetic. Uh, I think Artsvik is an incredibly talented performer. I This would have gone higher if it had just a different structure, but it's good. Looking through these, Armenia has a very unusual structure in a lot of their songs. Mm. They don't follow that traditional pop kind of build up. I, I Sometimes to their detriment and I think sometimes to their benefit. Very true. Looking at a lot of their songs, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Derek, what's what's your fifth place? Jane's on you. Okay. Number five. <laughs> it was going to crack the top five for someone. <laughs> I've always I, liked it. <laughs> I thought it might be higher for you, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, I wholly acknowledge that it's kind of trash, but it's not like art or anything, but, you know. Kind of trash. Only I'm... kind of. <laughs> yeah, it comes up when I'm working out sometimes, and I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. do this. <laughs> Yeah, I can do one more rep. Why not? Then you start twerking in the middle of the gym. Yeah, I've gotten. That's why you're not allowed at the YMCA anymore. So I'm not allowed at the Planet Fitness. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they have the sign up by the door now. That's because of me. Oh, you ruined it for everybody, Derek. No chains on you allowed. (laughs) All right, Danny. What about you? Uh, On the topic of just a little bit on the trashy side, um, uh, my number five spot is is without your love. Um, Love a love seeing someone who's dressed like every annoying guy in your like philosophy 100 class in about the year 2006 i it, it's 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 harmless it's harmless pop um but i also like it melodically a lot better than a lot of what Armenia has decided to send in the past. Uh, and plus, uh, its staging was nice and dance heavy and fine. Uh, there were no trees covered in toilet paper. So that's always a plus. Is it? It was. It <laughs> okay. was. I, I did without Is your it? That's it? It is not. Okay. What was toilet paper song? What was that, was, that one with that the was... weird tree that has the branch that keeps trying to touch you? That, that was 2007 Heiko, Anytime You Need. So yeah, Anytime the following. You need both, both, both 2006 and 2007 both came in eighth place which is pretty solid mm-hmm. but a different time it was a different time yeah <laughs> their, their first two entries those two mm-hmm. uh, and then in 06 uh if you finished in the top 10 you auto qualified uh for yeah. the final and uh, so that was the one year where they participated but did not have to do a semi-final basically which i'm sure messes with your statmotron a little bit yes uh, <laughs> i was i was looking at that for a second kind of confused like why does Armenia have a have fewer semifinals than finals when they've never won? And I remembered, oh yeah, for the first like three four years where there was just a single semi, it worked a little bit differently. Yeah, so. those years when the semifinal was longer than the actual final. Yeah. Yep. yep. Had a twenty eight <laughs> song semi once. Oh god. Anyway, crazy. Yep. what's everybody's fourth place song? Well, I went with as I previously mentioned the first Eurovision song I ever heard. Mm. It's a ROM MP3 is not alone from twenty fourteen. For as Imagine Dragons-y as this song is, which is not which is not a positive. Uh I like this one. It's 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 well sung. It 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 has a dramatic arc that I think works really well. Um, Message is mostly sweet, I I, I think. And it's solid. 
it's a it's a it's a good tune and uh yeah finished fourth which is uh, gotta be a lot better than they were expecting i would think they were they were but, one of the favorites coming into it that year oh actually. were they okay yeah they were they well were... he he crushed it on stage too like uh really really well really good use of pyro in that too oh yeah sure by the That's way, a really, really good. Yeah. And I will say I I didn't have that um in, in my top five. It was it was flirting with the top five, but I <sighs> do want to shout out. I do want to shout out when he was announced as Armenia's singer in 2014, he came out with a Armenian influenced cover of the of the defending champion, only teardrops. That was hmm. really, really good. I don't think I've so ever heard you, that. If you can find that, I, I highly recommend it. It was it was a very cool spin on a pre-existing song and a really cool way to to sort of take the previous winner, a song that all Eurovision fans knew, and kind of make it his own and make it, you know, a bit of his own ethnic national flavor. So if you can find his version of Only Teardrops, I recommend it. Looks like it is on YouTube. Excellent. Excellent. My my number four, uh, we've already talked about it this week. It's Snap. I, I love it. It's it's comfortable. It's very effortless and organic and coffee house in a really good way. We often talk about coffee house songs on this podcast as being forgettable. This to me was a coffee house comfortable song that still had a hook and a memorability factor to it. I thought mm -hmm. the staging was excellent. And I'm really, really excited by the way that Armenia selected their artist. And I hope that it's a really cool way that they're going to take it forward of taking new undiscovered under represented talent and championing them rather than just pay, taking their big names and pushing them so i i love snap i'm, I'm all for it derek uh, okay, just really quick remind me what's that organization that found her Duck. that's right nvak collective i keep forgetting it because i can't pronounce it i'm wondering if they're we're going to hear that name again in the future maybe even next year very possible because if they're if they're finding talent in unexpected places i think that'd be kind of an interesting interesting way to kind of like get these artists out there i'll talk more about that later but anyway my number four kind of surprised me uh walking out by cervic mm. i love this song in studio i thought it was fantastic i was really excited i thought the music video was really really cool i thought her performance was good she kind of flubbed a note that was crucial it was uh, the recap and it was the yeah. recap and it really yeah. caught her i think the staging too was not there for her so i think she was really let down there but like listening back to it it's i think it's a really really strong song i think she's a really incredible performer even if she had a bum note i mean i'd love to hear her love to hear from her again at some point but anyway that was my choice yeah that's a shame uh at the eurovision party that song won it for us until it, i started playing yes. until i started playing uh, the other one siren song we haven't yeah. watched her for a while. Anyway, uh, what's my number four? Uh, my number four is, uh, this will surprise no one who recalls uh, how much I loved France this year. It's John John. Big fan. It has a lot of the same vibes, a very, very heavy ethnic slant and green lasers. Uh, Danny apparently <laughs> can't say no to stagings uh, that have powerful green lasers. Uh, it just does it for me. This is also a song that just starts off right away. This one has a more traditional pop structure, but I'm a, I'm a huge fan that from the get-go, it is using classical Armenian sounds and Armenian instrumentations on top of this sort of really just slamming pop dance groove hot song. It's hot, baby, and it's got lasers. That's all I need. 
<laughs> All right, third place, Eric. What you got for us? This is where I put walking out. Okay, it's great. Uh, <laughs> it's it's so what it is. <laughs> it's, this is where I put it. It's great. <laughs> really yeah, right, right. It's, a, it's a real no, game I, changer. All right, Sam. It's it is <laughs> tremendously unfortunate. She opened the semifinal also, mm-hmm. so which meant every every recap of that semi opened with her missing that note, which is just. <sighs> brutal just brutal and we, we've talked about that that if you have that showstopper moment note in in your song you can't you cannot mess it up especially uh, and, because and, you know that you're you know that your stage managers are going to be using that as the recap clip oh yeah yeah, yeah. you you're, know what the clip well is going to no backing out of it yeah, yeah. so I, I mean i mean it just didn't it was a tough semi if she nailed it i think she's a borderline qualifier at best still just because again that the staging really kind of did feel like it was mailed in a bit, but God, the song was so good. It was, mm-hmm. I believe, the last one released for that cycle. That sounds and, and, about right. And we, I, I remember actually, Sam, we were at doing a brunch trivia thing, and we listened to it after, because uh, it like dropped while we were there, and we listened to it before before we left, and we both looked at each other like, this is, and I mean, at that point, that, there wasn't a, I don't think we felt like there was a clear winner, even though in hindsight, maybe Arcade was, but I remember, we, I remember, I don't know that either of us had really thought, like, I don't know that we've heard a winner yet, and then we heard that, we heard that big note at the end and thought, oh, man. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, this they might have something here and then obviously it didn't work out but but song was fantastic mm-hmm. all right so my my third place this is where i put john john norpar mm-hmm. uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna come clean here when i first heard it i was not a fan like in in 2009 when the song was first released i thought this is kind of the simplistic the the chorus the, the lyrics in the chorus just seem very very straightforward it's like move your body we are dancing i'm like <laughs> and i i didn't get it and then i saw it all together and i i was absolutely swept away by it the vocals were fantastic i mean the two sisters inga and anoush together i mean fantastic and they presented something with such wonderful local flair that it just felt completely natural and completely joyous and i'm i'm gonna come out and say that if i were ever to do eurovision based cosplay i would find another person who would be willing to also dress up in royal blue velvet armenian robes with 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 the headdresses yes lush yeah. i would just like laser around on my sofa i know yeah just like, yeah just like spinning around oh my god just put me in that uh and and just be the regal john john goddess that i would was born to be so i i can't hear the song now without smiling and without doing a little nord part of my own so yes yes ingan anoush john john hell yeah my third place noise noise Derek. Before I say mine, uh, number three was the hardest one for me to choose. For some reason, the other four just sort of fell into place. And then I was like, which one do I include? And I refused to move any of the others. It was either it's number three or it's not on this list at all. Or it's out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I kept thinking, well, God, it could be any of them. And I finally settled on Snap. I think it's an absolutely wonderful song. I think it's kind of a perfect example of a song that wasn't necessarily right for the contest. But my God, it works so well on the radio, on TikTok. I think it's just, it feels so warm and cozy even though it's about a very painful time in her life it's very optimistic just i just love listening to it whenever it comes on and i don't know it doesn't seem like a song you would necessarily get excited to vote for but man i you know if it was an album i'd buy the album sure mm, so good 
did. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have, I have Snap at number three for pretty much the exact same reason. It's not a competitive song, but it is also a song that, like, if I if it came up on someone's playlist, I wouldn't be annoyed that it's there. If it came up on my playlist, I would be like, that's not a skip. Um, even though I don't love it, there's something that is just uh, very, just, like, enjoyable about it, where it's just it being there is inoffensive in a very good way. It's just putting on a favorite, you know, hand knit woolen sweater. Yeah, it just it's it's nice. You're happy it's there. It's not necessarily if, the thing you're walk yeah, down a Paris catwalk. If, you, if yeah. you don't love it, I challenge you to hate it. You know, like who hates this song? Challenging? No, not really. <laughs> As a matter of fact, my number two is Snap. Hey. Uh, we're all we're all uh, talking about Snap. All on board for Snap. That's right. <laughs> Insert Thanos joke here. Yeah, I I would say this this podcast has more snaps than the first act of West Side Story. Anyway, the uh, that's good, <laughs> and they're yeah, using both that? hands. <laughs> that's right. So so I I I guess I. I think Derek, the word you used was cozy. I think that's perfect. Mm -hmm. And 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 we talked about this in the last episode. You know, when we were talking about her chart success, that that like I think everybody could see that the song was was solid when it when it came out. But it was when we saw those preview parties that she would just come on stage with her guitar and just play the song, and she would connect with the audience so well. And and that's when it seemed pretty clear that like this this uh, I don't know how it's going to do at Eurovision but there's something special about this song and that's and that's that snap whoa whoa <laughs> <laughs> uh so my second place we've we've already talked about it it's walking out yeah i i very much remember that moment when eric you and i heard the song for the first time coming out of that brunch trivia and i remember being absolutely blown away by it i thought it was powerful like i i'm drawn to songs that make me feel something immediately whether it's a sense of ha ah, or a sense of er, or a sense of oh my god and this was oh my god in the best possible way uh i thought that the range in studio was fantastic i thought that her intensity and her passion and her drive i thought Serbuk had was was it was fantastic i loved it i was disappointed to see the strip backstaging uh, in Tel Aviv and the attempt of an effect that didn't quite work and the sort of uh, things just didn't fall into place that would have brought it to the top 10 of its semifinal and it's a shame like I, I even though it didn't qualify I still love it I'm still impressed by it I still want to hear more from Sirvuk. Um and so yeah that's my my second place great choice Sam Derek how about you is it uh, my, no <laughs> you already said that that was my number oh, four. Oh, that's right uh, my number two is Not Alone by Aram MP3 Hmm. which um, I'm just going to say is a terrible name for a singer. <laughs> no. <laughs> just every time Aaron I hear dot it. MP3. Dot MP3? Wasn't he, isn't he like a, a primarily known as like a TV host or comedian or something? Yeah. 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 But he was, he was known as a comedian, but as a really good singer who was also funny. But I think people started calling him MP3 just because he was doing so many covers of other people's songs at first. Ooh. So it's like, oh, you can do that on demand. You're our, you're our human MP3. So that's where it comes from. It's not what an MP3, whatever. No, I know. I didn't name him. It's the um, vocal so quality for me. It's his vocal quality. I actually didn't rank rank not. <gasps> I just I wasn't finished. But yeah, yes, let him. <laughs> 
Okay, just really quickly, since we've already talked about this, I think the thing that gets me about this song is you, when it starts, you have no idea where it's going. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to be like this soft, melodic piano ballad, and it just builds and builds and builds, and there's no kind of formal structure to it, really, except for like this, just this gradual build up, kind of this big crescendo, and then it just drops back down to like this very soft kind of outro. And I think it got in right before dubstep was super annoying, so I don't mind that as much. Yeah, it's, it's a really just interesting, cool, experimental kind of song. You don't see it in Eurovision a lot, which I appreciate. Danny. My number two mm-hmm. is Love Wave. Mm. I'm going to say I uh, have, and I have to apologize just to the Eurovision gods here for a second. For as long as I have been familiar with the two songs, every time you guys have mentioned Love Wave in my head, instead of... <laughs> I have been thinking <laughs> about Love Injected, um, oh. which is an incredibly different song uh, that I hate. And Love Wave is a song that I put at number two. I thought that you were going to... I... Oh, that, you know, wave. people all over the world. Oh, no. <laughs> Join a Love Wave. Uh, no. Yeah. Also Slut Wave. You know, that's also a couple. Every single inside joke that we have like had and like discussed on this show has just led me down the garden path of not knowing what... What love wave sounds like anyway listen to it earlier this week when we realized we were going to be talking about armenia and then i went this is not the song that i thought it was and not only is it not a song that i hate but it is a song uh that is really solid love wave love wave and also did not do too bad at all at the contest seventh place overall and second is that, in its, is that the uh, best one uh no we've had two fourth placers but yeah, okay so first mention of love wave that's i wonder why that is anyway my number one is uh love wave love wave okay there <laughs> yeah um did 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 the rest of us put it number one yes yes okay, okay. yes yeah, i was wondering if we'd have a clean sweep i'm curious what danny's number one is yeah actually. i haven't been i haven't been keeping track is it uh actually well we'll come back to that yeah. but yeah love wave first yeah so love wave athena Minuki, and this is 2016 uh Ivana Mikuchin. crap <laughs> they're very similar yeah no manukian yeah no that's right yeah <laughs> manukian manukian oprah yeah. uma uma oprah <laughs> so love wave uh veda makuchian a, a jazz singer by trade i i, I think mostly but went in and and went for the pop thing this one i i, I regret to say also has a, not as egregiously but but has a case of a note being missed at a critical time this one has a preposterously high note right towards the end she absolutely nailed it in the semifinal, where she finished second as sam noted did not nail it on saturday night it was a little bit off but my god the the, the staging where she has holograms of herself there's just an absurd amount of sexiness and i mean there is like you would deny that do it it's eurovision baby yeah i I, it's it is a showstopper of a song it is one of only a couple of instances where on on the first hearing of a song i just gasped uh at at hearing a crazy vocal thing Uh, love injected being another one of them danny but whatever we're not talking about love injected and and yeah i I, i'll i'm just gonna yield my yield the floor to the other folks who rank this first i think sam why don't you uh... i i i'm with you the moment that i heard this i'm like holy crap armenia is going for it vocally structure wise uh staging the look like like i said i go for a song that makes me feel something and this grabs me by every part of my body at once the first time that i heard it Uh um um, it is quite possibly, in my opinion, the sexiest Eurovision song ever created. And I say that in the best possible way. Even it more is... than Circus Mercus. <laughs> 
you know, it's 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 incredible. I think it was the first time that we'd really seen holograph usage, like duplicating the singer. I think that's the first time that we'd really seen that, if I'm not mistaken. I it just I oh, love, continue to love, will never stop loving. And and Iveta has had a fantastic continued career since since before and after the contest. This is just one of those stepping stones for her. Uh, honestly, if you you know follow her on social media at all you're going to be jealous of just how gorgeous she continues to be. And it's not fair. And I kind of hate her for it, but I still put her as my number one. So, uh, and honestly, I also associate her and this song with one of my favorite memories uh, of a behind the scenes at Eurovision, which maybe Derek can maybe elucidate a little bit more on, or he'll yeah, please do. He's, he's shaking his head. That's uh, it's, her, it's her that we keep talking about. Okay. Mm. But I, the song just encapsulates so much of what I love about the contest. It pushes boundaries. It pushes the envelope. It enhances and it, it highlights a fantastic performance and a fantastic vocal. And it just makes me feel all the feels. It's really one of those songs that couldn't have been performed by anyone else. And and that's something you, you really want to get out of your, your high ranking Eurovision song. Yeah. Oh, God. Now I just. Oh, I just my brain. Why does my brain suddenly imagine Gilbert Gottfried trying to sing this? It's not That'd good. I think he would do better singing Love Injected. Oh, God. Ah, uh, Derek, what say you? What am I going to add to this? Okay, so real quick, since we've been talking about this one for so long, I think they announced her back in in October of that year before the contest. And I remember she came out with a single around the same time called Simple Like a Flower, which I thought was incredible. I just absolutely loved it. I'm like, I don't know what this woman is going to do for Eurovision, but if it's anything like this, I love it already. And then she came out with Love Wave and I was like, this is everything I've ever wanted in a song. And just over the moon, just absolutely loved it. Thought it was incredible. It's just stylish and sexy and cool. It's so effortlessly cool. And it doesn't feel pretentious at all which is kind of odd uh having met her i'm gonna leave it at that she a very lovely person really nice very flirty uh i think she walks into a room knowing everyone in the room wants to sleep with her which is fair she's gorgeous but just incredible performance really passionate about music you can tell and some of her other stuff i've listened to after the fact uh she has a song called keep on lying which i think is really really cool as well but just yeah just a fantastic song i'm really sad that that line or that note got flubbed a bit i think she could have done top five pretty easily otherwise but i i do think that one note probably cost her a couple places yeah which is yeah that sucks but that's your i mean that's your vision that's yeah what happens yeah i think she was she was pretty high in the betting odds if i remember correctly i think she was like a third or fourth at one point yeah she was and granted it was so, 2016 which was a very very competitive year yeah that was a tough year to to be anyone but other those other two countries right all right danny surprise us yep I don't know what this is going to be. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm I'm scared. It's wind, isn't it? It is. What? It is. Really? Uh, so yeah, I, I, was about, I was just about to be like, all right, everyone take a guess. It's a song that nobody has ranked and that I have made fun of endlessly in the past. Uh, so turns not- out the longer you listen to a good song, uh, it is uh, it is good. Um, yeah, this is this is Kami, not to be confused with J-E-S-C winning song Kami Kami, which is uh, easily the best song that uh, uh, Armenia has ever put out uh, for any reason uh, in any contest. Um, but just the 
singular Kami is uh, me with yet again another unpopular opinion. I just really like this song. I think he has an uh, a fantastic voice, a song that builds in a, uh, I'm just going to say, like just a, a not cleverly produced way, but just a slickly produced way. It's a it's a very conventional kind of power ballad kind of song. I'm not power ballad because there's no squealing, you know, like Def Leppard guitars, but it's a it's an emotionally powerful, weirdly mid. I don't know. It's emotionally powerful. Go listen to it. You'll understand what I mean. Uh, but Weird. it's uh, yeah. It's uh, this is a it's this is me giving my number one slot to not just a song that nobody else bothered to rank, but a song that didn't even make it out of its semifinal. I don't know if this is just because I have a soft spot for it because I was teasing it for so long and then was just like ah, this is actually a fine song, uh, or if it's just because it was it's a 2018 song and that was my first year really being into the contest but i i really like this song and it is uh it is on uh, a couple spotify playlists of mine it fits in well with just about everything danny you you mentioned a thing that that i kind of wanted to ask everyone uh and you kind of answered oh, the question is it already. that it is kami kami better than love wave well or just just if if we allowed kami kami to be part of this ranking where would it have been for you number one i it probably would have been number one for me too for me yep. maybe two but probably one Probably number two for me. It would have taken a lot to top Love Wave, but definitely would have given it a run for its money for me. I was also say number two. Yeah. I, I mean, it's certainly the the best Eurovision song in the history of junior Eurovision, uh, just in terms of feel and content and so on. It's just so good. Well, certainly, don't be mean uh, to my weird little dancing boy singing about kisses, okay? And that's number also two. a good song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, honestly, I would probably also consider uh, Colors of Your Dream. It was also Armenia in a junior Eurovision awesome. Song Contest. We that can do an great. entire episode just on Armenia. Armenia's junior Eurovision. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got, uh... they've done incredibly well. They've they've oh, had two in with the kids. Yeah. They've never come out of the top 10. Their lowest placement were two ninth place finishes. Including That's ridiculous. Co- it's still incredibly good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we can do an entire episode just on their junior. And frankly, as we get closer to the contest, we might. But I, I yeah. Is it safe to say that Armenia is one of the JESC powerhouses? Yes. Along with like Kazakhstan and uh, Georgia, Georgia yeah. and Malta. Malta, yeah. Malta, uh, Aren't they France? Just because France has been super strong the past two years. Spain. Well, and Poland, Poland too. Yeah. A yeah. yeah. little bit. But yeah. Armenia, definitely. Nazi Turvey. Yeah. To come back to really quick to what Danny said. I, I thought uh, his performance when he did Kami was actually really, really strong. I'm mm-hmm. genuinely surprised he didn't qualify with that. 2018 was a hot hot it year. really we had, yeah. we had a lot of really great songs that i think deserve a second look uh i would appreciate place maybe come. even going back to look at 2018 just you know because it's near and dear to my heart but that was the year we had like we had mall that year which i yeah. think has been just it's a disgrace to the contest that it has been like forgotten not even looked back on fondly because that is one of my favorite eurovision songs ever i i um, i, I mall i look back on very fondly and for albania to come in 11th place overall that's pretty darn solid mm-hmm. it still shows up on the esc 250 probably I, not as high as it maybe should but that's fine um, i think we'll talk about albania in another episode i think that they you know, that's an interesting country yeah we'll we'll uh, touch on that yeah uh really quick i, I want to give one other song shout out this one didn't make the contest but it should have shame on you chainsaw you i want to talk uh for just a second about save me by tokyo nine. Yeah. Oh yeah one, one, one of the 
yeah. One of one of the best national final songs of the last few years. Didn't what it wasn't great live. I understand why Athena won, but God, that song was absolutely tremendous. He wrote Kami Kami, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh so so he's he 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 got his uh he got his winner eventually, but God Save Me was is an amazing song. Look that up. Tokyo Nine Save Me. If you haven't heard that, it's so, so, so good. I uh, hope yeah. we hear from him again. I hope so too. I I'd love to see him at the yeah. actual adult contest at some point. I think we'll be seeing him around uh, now and then for sure. Well, you know, another song that Tokyo Nine also wrote for the contest? No. Walking Out. Oh, oh really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Walking Out that? was 16th in its semifinal. 16th. Mm, brutal. Yeah. Brutal. <sighs> Anyway, this has been our little little focus on Armenia at Eurovision. It's been a wild ride, and it's going to continue to be such good stuff. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the next couple of years also has to bring, especially with this uh, this viral victory on its heels. So. Mm-hmm. Everybody at home, let us know what your favorite Eurovision songs from Armenia have been. What have been some of your favorite junior Eurovision songs? We kind of touched on that a little bit. Let us know what you think. Reach out to us on social media. It's 12PointsUSA on Facebook or Twitter. You can find us on YouTube, on Patreon, of course. You can email us directly, 12PointsFromAmerica at gmail.com. We are still doing our series on why our city, or your city, I should say, should or should not host the Eurovision Song Contest in 2023. No matter where you are in the world, let us know why your home should be the home of Eurovision, even though we know it's going to be in the UK, but nah, whatever. <laughs> it's our show, damn it. There's still time. They they haven't announced they can change their minds with a compelling enough argument. Very true. It's a massive scandal, as the British are wont to do. <laughs> <laughs> Tis the Got season. Him. The summer uh, of scandal, baby. Love it. And on that note, everybody, we will catch you on our next episode. But until then, I've been Samantha. Yeah, I've been Derek. I have been Eric. I've been Danny. In America, stop, stop listening, listening now. now. Rated R. <laughs> Rated M for mature. <laughs> uh, we come to this place.